Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! God to grant me entrance into light. It is the light of God from the scriptures that have the capacity to change men. Ask God for light, for light. Ask God for light. Ask God for light. The entrance of the word of God giveth light. The entrance giveth light. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Like a candle. Light me, Lord. Light my life. Light me, Lord. Like a candle. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Like a candle. Light me, Lord. 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 Like a candle. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Like a candle. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord, light me, Lord, like a candle. Light me, Lord, light me, Lord, light me, Lord, like a candle. Light me, Lord. 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 Light me,
Light me, Lord, like a candle. Light me, Lord, light my life. Light me, Lord, like a candle. Light me, Lord, light me, Lord. Light my life. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Light my life. Yeah. Light me, Lord. Jesus lights me. Let every darkness in my life disappear. God is here. If you will lay hold on him, his light will shine bright. And man will do something by that light. Just the symbols. Light me, Lord. Let your light shine. Yes, it's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord, Harry. Light me, Lord, like a candle. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord, like a candle. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Light me, Lord. Like menorah. Light me, Lord. 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 Light my path. Light me, Lord. Oh, speak from your heavens and the earth. We uh, all speak from your heavens and the earth. We uh, all speak from your heavens and the earth. We uh, all speak from your heavens and the earth. We uh, all speak. From your heaven and the earth, we hear my offer is called. 
There are three people the Lord is releasing upon you the spirit of revelation. It's good to do Bible study, but there is the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. You will see the back end of what is in the Bible. The back end. There is a back end. When people see from the front, you see from the back end. By the time you come to the front, they will now realize what you are trying to say. I want to pray for that three, those three people. Those three people. Those three people. Ushers, when you find them, when you find them, when you find them, bring them to me. 
Bring them to me. From my left to my right. From my front to my back. To the overflow outside. To the gallery. To choir. To pastor stand. Hey, 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 Revelation deep inside. There is a pastor that is coming upon you. You are a pastor, you are a man of God. You can't you open your Bible, it's dry. You do Bible study, prepare for messages for three days, stand and in ten minutes, what you want to say has finished. Rivers of life, rivers of revelation. Abundant lights. Scripture mind.
foundation is not allowing you to move forward in life spiritually succubus incubus spirit husband <laughs> there are mighty things God is in so many people want to make advancement in God what is stopping them is not their sin is demons the Bible said, as some people, that their eyes is veiled so that they will not see the glorious light of the gospel. Because once you see that light, you are free. Some of you, you need your eyes to open. You have heard these apostolic messages and emphasis since five years. There are people that gave us the messages. They are not there yet. It will mean it's not about the messages. Their eyes need to open to what God is doing. How can you be sure and you are persecuting the mantle and mandate you are supposed to carry for a generation? His scales fell from his eyes when Ananias laid hands on him. There are certain things you need to see in God. Certain oppression. You are not seeing it. You are not seeing the need when the grace is available until it is no more available and like Esau, you will look for it with tears but you will not find it lift up your hands pray for one minute ask God let every limiting factor in my life in my destiny in my ministry be broken now in my family Make sure you are praying everywhere. Something is happening now. Hear me, hear me. Pray, pray, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Angels make their faces. You will see what will happen from this meeting. Some of you receive calls. Be watchful. Be watchful. Be watchful. The breaker is here. The breaker of oppression. I stand in my office and anointing and I command that yokes be broken. Chronic issues that are sent men bound for years. You must fly, oh ego. Eagle, you will fly. Be serious with this prayer. There is space. The hand of God will begin to come on people.
Peter Tavia. How are you planning to have dominion when you are dominated? Physician, heal yourself. Pastor, you need to be free. You are bound, my friend. Oh, man of God. Oh, woman of God. You need to be free from the bondage of witchcraft. From the bondage of occultism. I come by the anointing of God. I come by the road of God today. Just cry. Pray to God for the next two minutes. God is working now. Inside, outside. Overflow. Angels are everywhere. God is here to answer your prayer. Where are you laboring as a man of God? Under the cloud of the enemy. in the water and they are initiating you into something you don't want then you wake up and speak in tongues you need to be free my friend you fast for 21 days and you are rising rising suddenly a woman will appear and sleep with you and then all your energy all the things you have built up will just go down your moment is now. Pray, 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 my friend. Yes, 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 yes. Somebody is hearing me now. 
They took your name to an idol. They petitioned you there. <laughs> I stand on my office and I petition that place back. I take that altar and petition them before heaven. And I speak, and as I speak, let the blood of Jesus bear witness against that altar. Witches, wizards, powers of the enemy. The fire comes, the fire comes, the fire comes. Aha! Demons are flying out everywhere. Yokes are being broken. You want to serve God, but Satan is not allowing you. Today I declare a free life. Be free. 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 By fire. Help that man of God. Jesus came as the breaker, the breaker, the breaker. Oh my God, you cannot be bad. You are supposed to be a deliverer. You are supposed to have dominion. Why is Satan dominating you? Dominating your life, your finances, your ministry, your calling, your work with God. Help me and cast out that devil from thy own Aha! 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 Chains are falling! Chains are falling! Chains are falling! I can see chains falling, chains falling from your hands, from your feet. Chains are falling, chains are falling, chains are falling, chains are falling, chains are falling. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Ah!
I need to back up. Stop it. My help has come. Oh, freedom has come. Oh, freedom has come. Oh, Simbas. can be seated if you can. Join me in seven minutes. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3. Bring this in my handkerchief. Don't drop it on that man. The one praying now. Put it on his head. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's start from. Oh. Okay. Verse 3 is good, but let's start from verse 1 for a proper Bible reading. Um, I, I want to ask, the first session was going on, um, a senior man of God joined us, and he is not somebody new, and somebody that has been with me and around us for many years now. Somebody that I've known for how many years? Since I was in campus, 2008 to now. That's how many years? 2018 now is how many years? Huh? 
How many? 13 years. Ah, it has been a while. And it's not that person, but uh, the. I don't know the title I will give him now. But he's the pastor of Shekin Assembly in this town. And Shekin Assembly, wait, I'm coming, happens to be the church where I was trained. He's not that person, but Pastor Chukwemek Hezuka. Let's welcome him. If you want to clap, you clap. Pastor, you are welcome, sir. You are welcome. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. For this cause, how many minutes do I have? Hmm. We just have uh, 45 minutes to strike a call. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Remember, I said seven minutes. I just want to say one thing. And then I will go. But we read a lot of scriptures. But I just want to do what? Say one thing. That is the most important thing. If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you all. Now, this man is making an emphatic statement. He is trying to say that my capacity to execute ministry towards you is as a result of the fact that God has given to me a dispensation. You see, in ministry, what we do and what we give is not our own. What we are is simply custodians of dispensations. So what God does is to commit to us a dispensation and what a generation benefits from us is that dispensation that God has committed to us. So this man is making... um, an allusion. He is trying to bring our mind back to the fact that his capacity to execute his ministry in that measure towards them is as a result of the fact that a dispensation has been what? Committed to him. It is on the strength of the dispensation that was committed to him that he received the capacity to dispense ministry in that measure. If you are with me, say amen. Now, he is making a very big statement here. Because many times, Paul needed to reaffirm his apostolic authority and the fact that God chose him and gave him not just a dispensation, but he gave him a particular generation and a a particular people. In fact, he went ahead and said here, as we yet see, that the dispensation that was committed to him was such a rare dispensation that even the prophets that were of old... eh, Holy prophets and apostles, they were not allowed access into it. And remember, the Bible was also telling us in the book of Peter, he said that even angels, prophets, they know. In fact, the scripture said that the spirit of Christ that was within them signified of the same matter. But they were not able to enter there because the dispensation, the age, have not appeared. And when the age appeared, God chose a vessel, the man called Paul, and then through his vessel, he began to release a dispensation. If you are with me, say amen. Now, I don't have time, but there is a fundamental thing you need to understand. If you will be able to benefit from the things that God has put in store for us in his kingdom. You see, there is nothing we are and we can become 
outside of the things that God has given to us or made available to us. So that will mean that daily, from year to year, even before we were born, God has given something for our destiny. He has given something for our day. It is when you appear that you became implicated by what God has made available for you to live your days. Huh? So, and there is no other way eternally that God has ordained to dispense himself except Christ. So, in the summary of the scriptures, we call Christ the economy of God. So, you will notice that God intends that he will achieve his agenda. But there is no way to achieve his agenda except through the office and instrumentality of man. Huh? And how he does it through man is to dispense, he dispense himself into man. How God plans to dispense himself is what we call the economy of God. And then we have found out, according as the book of Ephesians has showed us, that that economy of God is what? Shaftam in Christ. I didn't hear you. Shaftam in Christ. Uh-huh. So you will now understand why Paul is making boast sometimes. He said that you might know the dispensation committed to me. It was such a dispensation that he came to the next few verses as I'm going to show you. He said that you might understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. That's very something within God, within which God has confined the summary of the knowledge of him and the possibility and grace to enter. That is the same thing that God took Paul through and made him a king there. So he said that you might understand my knowledge. So he's trying to say that any day you became prosperous in being able to dissect the mysteries of Christ, which is the bedrock of the economy of God, that you will have to encounter me. He is saying that my knowledge about Christ is what you need. That you need to understand what? My knowledge. Who is Paul? That was the first question. Huh? Who is this man? And he, you need to follow me in case you don't understand what I'm saying. I don't know what you have been doing as a believer. Because what I'm saying now is basics. Is basics. When you miss it, you stay in church for 10 years, you will not become anything. You will pray, you will not know the purpose of prayer. You will even hear the teaching. It doesn't change anything. This is the bedrock. This is the foundation. Huh? I want to take us a little out of time. And then we enter eternity. Then we come back to time. Then you will now see why God is doing what he's doing. If you are with me, say amen. Now watch. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, verse 3. How that by revelation he made known unto me, what? I didn't hear you, what? Some people in an attempt to say, <laughs> you know, Pastor Stomach, I know that those guys are your friends. But, you know, you... you I can't but say this one. They say, when you preach the gospel, preach the simplicity of the scripture. That the gospel is in simplicity. If you call those people to defend what is simplicity, they can't defend it. The question now is, what is simplicity? Let me use an example to show you what is simplicity. Because what you call simplicity is not simplicity. Simplicity of the gospel is not because you can understand it. Because many times for you to understand, you have to come to the plane of God. 
What people want when they say simplicity is to use their human mind. The one they used to drink ogogoro in worry, that's the one they want to use and understand Bible. So if they don't understand it at that canal plane, they will say it's not simple. Who told you it's not simple? Let me give you an example. Who studied mathematics in secondary or university? At least I did it in first year. And the one we did is like further mass in secondary school. There is what we call calculus. Say after me, calculus. I didn't hear you. Engineering students, say after me, calculus. There is what we call differentiation and what? Integration. You know what I found out? Eh? This is the simplicity of the gospel. This is what I found out. There are some equations that will be given to you. You will be solving. Simple ones. You solve. By the time your answer came out, you will, your answer will fill one page. But I noticed that when they give us differentiation, they will give us one big equation. And then we'll be solving. Then you put this one, this side, solve. Put this one. By the time you are through, you merge. Do you know that big equation? By the time you are through, the answer will be minus x. Are you not getting the point? That is the simplicity of the gospel. A man taking up the deep things of God and will be taking you line upon line. By the time you arrive at the end of the journey, you will say, is it that this man is just teaching about love? Why does he need to take us into all this mystery? It's calculus. It's after me, calculus. There is a calculus of revelation. By the time you are through, you, that thing you brought to that man will never leave him till he dies. The problem is that people are afraid of the solving. Is the solving they are afraid of. But, sir, you are a lecturer. If there are some questions they gave to us those days, give me a small sound. There are some questions they gave us those days, and they will tell us, show all what? Sometimes you will give them the answer. They will just, out of 10 marks, they will give the answer one mark. The remaining 9 marks are given to what? They solve it. They solve it. Stop running away from solving. The Bible said here, mystery. Stop being a babe. Open your heart and the Holy Ghost will take you on a journey. I never knew this existed. I'm not supposed to talk about my encounters, but 2014 I had an encounter. When I went back home, I went to our parlor. I will lay down. I looked at my Bible, it became a different Bible. I say I know Bible. I'm a very good teacher, Sunday school teacher, and I'm proud of it. But my brother, there is Bible understanding and there is another layer. Huh? I tell you the truth. It was in those periods that God was teaching me that I also went to orientation camp. And my father in the law stood in um, Augustate orientation camp at Shagam. And he said, my topic today is Holy Ghost, the teacher. I said, what doesn't I know about the Holy Ghost? And the man began to teach Holy Ghost, the teacher. For 35 minutes, I didn't know what he was saying. I said, I thought I know Bible. I have read, I have read books. I have read, I have read men like, like Benihim. Good morning, Holy Ghost. But I did not know Holy Ghost, the teacher. <laughs> I have read David Young, the talk. Holy Ghost, my senior partner. But I did not know Holy Ghost, the teacher. It was at the end he released one statement. And that statement was enough to make me to start praying. 21 days fasting. Because I have been reading the Bible and interpreting it with that small thing I'm doing. And it is giving me confidence that I'm growing. 
But when they solve calculus for you, you will rightly estimate yourself and put yourself in balance. And then you will know the measure of your progress, the stature and rank that you have attained in the spirit as a result of the fact that you have approximated eh, in relationship with the knowledge that has been revealed now. Meanwhile, these things you did not know before. You are overrating yourself. And because the people you are teaching, they don't know anything in the Bible. You will just bamboozle them. If you seem as if they are understanding, you will say, and then they said it, and then fire. When you aspire, you fire. How does aspire and fire build a man in stature? It is Christ that is our building block. The economy of God is Christ. So we need to demystify Christ. That is why he said that he made known unto me by revelation the mystery. That's how we enter. And then the man will begin to grow in rank. You will look at him physically, but you will not know. Guess what? The reason why you need to grow is that no matter how much I grow, no matter how much the man of God grows, what the Bible, what God is looking for is a corporate man. And the Bible was speaking in the same book of Ephesians, the next chapter, chapter 4. He said, till we come up to the fullness of the stature of who? Of Christ. There is a standard that is set in the spirit. Our target is to measure up to that standard. And then we build. In the book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. He said, my little children, of whom I travail in bed again, until Christ be formed. It will mean that the ultimate agenda, the ultimate progress, the ultimate project, the ultimate ministry is to form Christ in men. Huh? He said, even that formation of Christ is not as easy as you thought. He said, it's by travails. So sometimes, even when I know what to say, even when I've read many books and many Bibles, I know that, that you, people don't become these things because I know it in my head. I will go to the place of travail and then I will bet the revelation. I will sit there and say, Lord, I want to speak to thousands of men. How can this thing that I know be replicated in their life beyond the words that I speak? And then I carry there. I tell it there, Kamura Kata, Paparata Kati Papata, Benai, 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 Atakata. After some time, I will give birth because the spirit can give birth. A young man met me many years ago and said that he saw himself giving birth in the spirit. Can a man give birth? I said, Welcome to the regions of travail. When you see yourself start giving birth in the spirit, it means that you have a calling. You have a calling of a spiritual midwife. You are supposed to give birth in the spirit and nurture them. Somebody said he gave birth and saw his child at dustbin. He gave birth and his child is at the dustbin along the way. So he is an, an, a reckless midwife, a reckless mother. He cannot nurture that which God has committed to him. And it is not by desire. It is by entering into the same thing that Paul entered into. I will show you something today and then you will go back with a body. See, I'm not a preacher. I'm just a man full of body. And one day God said, go and share your body. So when I finish, I go back. I will say, Lord, I'm here again. Don't allow me to preach. And then what I'm preaching is not in my life. Don't be doing something in the life of people. Me too, I need fire. Somebody came and met me and said, Kai, man of fire, I need fire. I said, me too, I need fire. Men of God have stopped praying that prayer. They're <laughs> and that's the reason why you are falling down and the people you are training they are going up they are going up you are not wise you, you have now sat as a man of God 
Or that you need your own fire. You need your own revelation. Every pastor needs a pastor. You need to be fed. Many times Jesus draws away. And then he hangs himself in the wilderness. In the mountains. And he begins to communicate with the Father. It is there that God will begin to show him deep matters. And it's some of those deep matters that he will bring out as a teaching curriculum. And then when he appears, his disciples will tell him, teach us to pray. And by the time Jesus began to unveil the, the syllabus for teaching prayer, it became obvious that it was not an afterthought. It is something he has downloaded. Pray for 10 seconds. Tell God, help me to give birth to spirit realities. 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 In Jesus' name. Listen. The next verse. Quickly. Whereby when you read, ye may understand. The knowledge of Paul is a faculty in the school of revelation. So for you to pass, you need to pass the gate called Paul. I'm not here to talk some prophetic quotes, but men are gates. And there are certain layers in God you will not pass until you pass through the gates of men. Witness is littered in the spirit everywhere. Huh? How can you be talking about revival when you have not encountered the system called Elijah? Elijah is a man of like passions. And he prayed, no normal prayer. An elderly man, I don't know how old Elijah is, but I know he has bad head. Whoever has bad head is up to 40 years. The man will just stay like this, put his head between his knees, and then he'll be doing, no. You that is praying at age 20 know what he's doing to you. When you pray 50, if you don't pray now that you are young, you will pray when you are 50. You will pray when you are 60. If at all you want to fulfill your destiny, you must pray. Uh, there is no option. So when he said, come and impart this prayer thing so that, so that, you know, when I pray, I will come and impart the prayer. There are many young men that met me and said that they wanted, they want to impart me, they were so easy and be imparting. They will come. There is one of them now, one of them. I don't want to call his name. When I speak, he knows he's the one. When I finish ministry, he will come and say, Papa, impart me, he will kneel down. Who? One day I called him and asked him, Why not ask me what I'm giving you? Because what he wanted, the common training that is given to an average believer in church is that you will use seed and collect things that can only be given better. What you will receive from me is the grace to give better. All of us will enter the labor room. After six months, he said, Papa, this thing, you know the finish? I said, I, I, I see five years for you. He said, Jesus, does it take that long? Uh, it takes longer than you think. I mean, when I say five years, I make minimum of five years. It can actually be ten. It can be twenty, depending on you. But minimum is what? Five. So the, if you are diligent, it will be five. As I'm saying this five, somebody is, I can pick it. Somebody is saying it's a lie. All these people, they are putting years for me. May your own not increase. 
because of that your foolishness. <laughs> I said me too. I wanted to shorten my own. Before I knew what was happening, God threw me in the way. I was looking for our life. I was doing like this, doing like this. By the time I got ahead of water and looked around, five years has passed. They even added Jara for me, eight months. There is no other way. Jesus came to Gethsemane. He said, Father, is there no other way? When he was talking about the way, it's beyond his dying on the cross. Part of the way is that groaning. That groaning. You know what is groaning? When the sweat that is coming from your body is like drops of blood. I don't know how Jesus prayed though, but I think I've, I have touched a little of the prayer ministry of Jesus. I have touched a little. Not much. I have touched a little. Sometimes you will be glued to the ground by the spirit of prayer. Kamatash. It seems as if the groaning spirit held you and took you into a, a posture and a form. And you stay there. And stay there. Your ribs will be cracking. And the spirit will hold you bound. You want to come out. And the spirit will hold you bound. You will know that your capacities in the natural. Has been suspended. By a power that is divine. Many of you have not prayed in your life. That thing you went and called it. Six hours prayer. Is six hours fooling around. When you pray, we will know. Eh? When you pray, even you will know. I'm not here to talk about prayer. But I know one man that prayed in Hamatan. Cold. December, January. Till the sweat that was coming out of his body it, in a German was like they poured water on the ground. And he was still praying. Hamatan. Hamakai. Fellow heads, this is very deep, pastors. Very deep. 
there is a, a, a secret plan that God has. The plan is so important to God that he kept it secret till Jesus came and died. It is so important to him. He didn't want anything to happen to that plan. He kept it secret. What God was doing was so important that it doesn't matter whether you are a Muslim, you can enter into that plan. He didn't want to tell them. If he has told Abraham and told David and told some people, they might have said, we will not do it. That's what happens to many of us. When you are paying the price, sometimes you are paying the price for what the person you call your enemy. He is still among the people you are paying the price. But God will not tell you. Sometimes when you are groaning, and you are in final year, 500 level, 400 level, you don't know what you are groaning for. You are saying, God, send me to Zamfara. Send me to Sokoto. Eh? Father, send me to Medugri or Ida. And you are groaning. When you finish, the same person will walk into Lagos. And then you spend one year in Lagos, and if they ask you, you say you did youth service. <laughs> you have two years of standing. You know, I said it. They said some people got angry with me. Who cares? It's better you hear the truth now than regret later. There are people that graduated from campus. You have not graduated. What God sent you to do in the campus, you suddenly realize it when you are in second semester final year. That's when you realize what God wanted you to do. Some of you realize when you were in 300. Some of you knew, but you were not willing to pay the price. And you say you have graduated. Who graduated you? That's how you will finish your service and come and no job for three years, four years. It's not your village people fighting you from getting job. You have not fulfilled the quota of destiny. And it is mercy that is keeping you there. Because anything you try to achieve from that point is not in line with what is written in the scrolls of your ordination. You will power it with the energy of the flesh. When you come back to God, you will act, tell him we got money. He will tell you which money. We were not aware when you were getting the money. You, you tell him I married a beautiful wife. He will tell you we are not aware. Some people will even realize and go and open church. A man of God. And open fellowship, open church. Meanwhile, what God called them to do is to be intercessors. A young man met me and said that God told him to raise a prayer altar in the campus. I said, very good. He said he's calling for a meeting. A six hours prayer meeting. I said, are you okay? What's the connection between raising a prayer altar and calling a 12 hours prayer? You see, people are not total. God said, oh, God, rest for me. Go and kneel down, you. Stop calling people. It's lazy people that cannot pray, that is looking for who to call for 12 hours prayer meeting. They will gather there and be and then they sing. After 12 hours, they say they have prayed. God called you and said, rest for me. Not you and somebody. Say, me, me, me. Accept me, me. Should I tell you? People gather to altars that are burning. That the Gentiles should be fellow heads and of the same body. He has started talking about deep matters. If we go into it, we will not leave. Deep matters of the body, of the body, of the body. Meanwhile, what I'm trying to extract from all these things 
is this body, but the dynamics that is within it and the possibilities of our function. Because, are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. amen. I found out that no matter how well you do as a man, it has not fulfilled what is in the heart of God. What is in the heart of God is a measure that can only be found in a body, not in one man. That is why we organize meetings like this. It's not as if if we stay on our own, we will not, we have known enough, at least enough. And the ones we don't know, we know where to find it. We know the meetings that can help us. But there are people that don't know anything. Guess what? The book of Hebrews chapter 12, be 11, said that there are, it was the roll call of faith. They said that men that received their dead back to life, that turned back the armies of the aliens. Guess what the scripture said after them? He said that these people were not made complete without us. I said, what is this thing? What are you saying? They said, Paul is not complete without you. You, small you like this. It will mean that God is not looking at our work from the earthly perspective. There is a vision of a, a full man that he has seen from eternity. And the representation of that man bodily was what we found in the person of Jesus. So by the time we get to the scripture in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 39 to 45, the scripture began to show us uh, an eye view into what is called the heavenly man. Say after me, the heavenly man. The heavenly man is what the church is upon the face of the earth. It is that man which is not a one man. That man is a corporate entity. And the possibility of that man attaining that is the corporate expression of that heavenly man, which is the body. That is, uh, the body is the church. That is, the church is the vessel that the Christ has decided to possess in his office. Because the reason why he needed to possess that vessel is that there is a project, a purpose, that is trapped in the heart of God from eternity. And then they found out a plan through which they can achieve that agenda that is within the purpose and the instrumentality with which they intend to achieve that is man. But not man in single form. It is man in plural form. And man that has represented God's mind in a plural or corporate form upon the face of the earth is what we call the church. Meanwhile, a one man, a person came upon the face of the earth and he was able to embody in his person every single thing that God intended to multiply. And his name was Jesus. When he walked upon the face of the earth, the testimony about him is that in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him dwelleth the spirit without measure. But that same thing that was in him and on him came upon the church to achieve one thing, the same purpose that was in the heart of God. That's why we are in this meeting. God has not changed his agenda. He has not even changed his pattern. He has not even changed the instrument through which he intended to walk. That instrument, has, he has decided he must walk with that instrument to the point that when that instrument fell, he has to dedicate himself to save that instrument. A man saw a treasure in a beautiful field are you with me? And he sold everything he had and bought the field. Meanwhile, what he was looking for is what? The treasure. The reason why Jesus died for the world is not about the world. It's about the church. What God wanted to do is to extract the church. But the church is in the world. So what God is after is the pair. So when we come here, what happens is that God begins to extract us 
not just that we came out of the world, but the world needs to come out of us. That is why when you are born again, what is called is that we came in into Christ, but there is a formation of Christ. The literal functionality that a believer retains in God within the body is dependent on how much he has approximated to a measure of Christ. It is the measure of Christ within you that gives you accurate functionality. I'm not saying anointing. I'm not even saying people falling down. It is the measure of Christ formed in you that determines the accurate measure of your functionality. I did not say position. I said what? Functionality. That means the more a man approximates in the knowledge of Christ, that is when the man becomes a, an integral part of the body. That is what it means to increase and grow in stature. You can come, you are standing with the same man and it seems as if you have the same possibilities. But the man is a ranking man in the spirit. Rank not because of the fact that he did anything, because he was anointed, but because Christ has been formed. Different layers different dimensions, different possibilities. Eh? That is why when we appear, we grow. Because there are aspects of our life that has refused to come under the government of the Christ. Meanwhile, that stature will never manifest until we align ourselves to the government of the Christ. And everything that we are in the natural, everything that is not of Christ within us will be extracted. This is what happens. If you have me, say Amen. When you appear, you are put in the scales of balances. And Christ which is the reality of God, the basic unit of God's dispensing. When Christ comes, we are put into the sea of God Christ. And then they shake us and shake us. The only thing that God will use is what can be trapped in Christ. Anything that is compatible with the reality of God Christ is what is usable in God context. Any other thing we are doing, any other thing we have cannot be used. God does not need anything to work. He works with himself. And that dimension of himself that he works with is what we call Christ. He stepped it down. And then um, the ultimate place that he's building to is what we call glory. So when he was doing that project, he looked from the old covenant and saw that there is no man that will have the capacity to attend that glory dimension. Even when Moses cried, because this is a man that has seen signs and wonders, mighty things, the glory shined on his face. Yet Moses appeared in the book of Exodus chapter 33 and said, show me your glory. I said, what are you talking about, Moses? The glory has shined on your face. It is there that we found out that what Moses was looking for is that ultimate facility that is encoded in God. That is why the Bible told us in the book of Colossians, he said, Christ in you is what? It is that glory we are looking for. You are not the man that we are looking for. Eh? That is why the Bible said, For all have seen and fallen short of the glory of God. That glory is, is God's expectation. It is that weight that God uses to execute his days. So we became implicated in the desire of God. The desire that gave birth to a purpose. The purpose that gave birth to a plan. And it is in that plan that we found ourselves. It is after the plan that a mission came. It is that mission that we are here to execute. And the name of that mission is have dominion. If you are with me, say amen. amen. Let me show you one more thing. My time is ex exhausted. Let me show you. And partakers of his promise in Christ by what? Serve me. By what? By the gospel. Look at your Bible. And partakers of his promise in Christ by what? It's a big thing to explain 
explain what the gospel is. Hi. <laughs> Let me just say one statement and I will leave you. One. Poor men don't bear the gospel. In the Old Testament and in the Old Covenant, poor men don't bear it. And you don't bear the gospel to poor men too. But there is something, God is breaking the middle wall of partition with this. For the first time, the poor heard the gospel. That was what Jesus was trying to tell those men that asked questions. He said, The blind see. The gospel is preached to the poor. It has never happened before. Huh? So a man can sit in his village like Archbishop Benson in Dahosa, forgotten, the lowliest of the earth. They threw him inside the dustbin. Huh? But he looked. If he can look and see Jesus, huh? he will become the greatest. That is what the gospel can make a man. The middle wall of partition will be broken. Every of the limitation that is cast upon a man as a result of his natural genealogy will be broken. Because a new genealogy is given to a man that has found God by the gospel. By the gospel. We don't have time to excavate the gospel. Hmm? The gospel is a serious matter. I was teaching some people some things. I told them, this is your Bible you are reading. There are seven things that Jesus did in hell. How many of you want to know those seven things? There are seven things. Seven. Seven. But there is no time to show you. But one. Let me just give you one. Jesus preached. And I will show you the scripture. I think in the book of First Peter. He preached to spirits in prison. How many of you have heard that scripture before? Huh? So the question is this. What is the message that Jesus preached to the spirits in prison? is the gospel. It is not possible to do that. It is only Jesus that can do it. That's why we cannot appear here and say God has lost hope on any man. Even if you are in hell, the gospel can draw you out and make you the greatest man that stands upon the face of the earth. We don't recommend men on any basis except by the gospel. We can only become what God has ordained by the gospel. We can only become great by the gospel. By the gospel. Blessed is he that believeth, for there shall be a performance. Watch the next verse. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Let me just say something here. Paul is saying, eh, God gave me grace, and the proof of that grace is the effectual working of his power. So he is not saying. He said it all with his mouth. But he said, in case you think I'm not this thing, why not look at my life and see a manifold manifestation of the same thing that I'm here to bear oracles of. So I think it's in the book of Romans. He said, Paul, an apostle. I've forgotten. Help me, Holy Ghost. Okay. He said that God gave to him I think it's in the book of Romans. That God committed to him grace and apostleship. I said, I said, Romans 1, right? 5. 1 verse 5. Don't change it. Leave this one. 
If you go there, we will, we will go. Keep it here. Now, Romans chapter 1 verse 5. He said that God had given to him grace and apostleship. I said, is this not tautology? It is later I began to find out that grace is the horn. No. Apostleship is the horn. Then the grace is what is poured inside that horn. Follow me. If you are with me, say amen. Let me tell you literally what that scripture means. It will mean that two of you, come quickly. Come, come. Two. Just come and stand here so that everybody will be seeing you. Come, come. Can you see the two of them? Can you see them? Paul said, God has committed to me grace and apostleship. He has committed to this guy grace and whatever. Can be pastor, apostle, whatever. Let's assume that the office and calling for the two of them is prophet. Hmm? So God committed to you grace and prophet. God committed to you grace and prophet. Are you getting the point? But you appeared and saw that even though two people are pastors, that it seems as if one is, is on a different layer from the other person. What is the thing? Have you not seen two apostles? One is not, one is apostle of apostles. Another one has not even been able to break out from his village. But he said Jesus called him. Who are you to doubt that Jesus called him? This is the problem. Let me show you the problem. If you are with me, say amen. If you are with me, say amen. This is the prophetic horns representing the ministries that is committed to them. And in this context, we call it prophets. The prophetic office. Huh? But Paul is saying, beyond the office committed to me, grace was also committed to me. So this man is a prophet. The measure of grace committed to him, or which he has laid hold on, is here. This man, the same prophet, his own, is here. So you see Baba Deboe and he's called Pastor E.A. Deboe. Your pastor in your village, what is his name? Is he not pastor? He is pastor called by God. The difference, genuine calling, the difference is grace and calling. So when men have the same call, you need to labor in God so that the grace that is poured within the horn will increase. It is when the grace in your horn begin to increase that there will be no doubt concerning the calling that is on your life. So Paul was saying here, he said, according to the gift of grace given unto me by the effectual working of his power. So a certain season came and men began to see a superfluous dimension of the manifestation of the capacities given to the prophetic office. So you do not even need to tell them you are this. They say, we have seen the power of God at work in you. See, you will touch grace in this meeting in the name of Jesus. We will never be the same. We've touched His grace. Our life has changed. We will never be the same. We've touched His grace. And our lives have changed. We will never be the same. Simbas. We've touched His grace. 
our life have changed. We will never be the same. We've touched His grace. Our life have changed. I stand because of the grace. Not by my power. Not by my might. Have thou seen the plumet in the hand of Zerubbabel? Thou shalt come back with the shoutings of grace. Grace. Because the Lord will funnel by the two olive a dimension of oil that have the capacity to power men into their calling. Lift our hands, O God, let it not fall by your grace. Not by our power. Not by our strength. For by strength shall no man prevail. By strength shall no man prevail. Can you pray for one minute? Ask God for grace. A measure of grace that will make your calling an office obvious. You don't need to tell anybody anything. You're calling the dimension of the ministry. Whether it's in the fivefold or not, it doesn't matter. How can you say God called you to be a kingdom financier and you are struggling with 1,000 in your pocket? It's grace that you need. The Bible said, I am the one that gives you power to, to make wealth. There is power, grace. We will never be the same. We've touched His grace. Our life have changed. We will never be the same. We've touched His grace. Our life have changed. We will never be the same. We've touched His grace. Our life have changed. We will never be the same. We've touched His grace. Our life have changed. We will never be the same. We've touched Your grace. Our life has changed. In Jesus' name. Let's finish our scripture. But there is a lady here. God told you what to do. But when you look at yourself, you just get tired. You say, God cannot be talking to me. The demand of what God is showing you, the way you are looking at yourself, you don't even know when you will touch one-tenth of what it takes to do that assignment. Eh? God sent me to you today. As I speak, the hand of God will come upon you and what will begin to happen in your life will be strange to you. All you need to do is to believe. As I speak now, the hand of God will find the person here, inside, outside, the gallery, online, online. Lady, the Lord sent me to you. The Lord sent me to you. The Lord sent me to you. Let the jar of oil be poured. Let the jar of oil full of grace, full of grace. Stop asking, how can these things be? You are a woman full of grace. Hey, 
Amen. Full of grace. For the Spirit of the Lord God will overshadow thee. You can be seated. We have five minutes. Now watch. If you are with me, say amen. Let's see verse 8 quickly. Unto me whom am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Verse 9, because of time. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. So even though it is a mystery, there is a grace that makes all men to see. Which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God. Oh God, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that opens our eyes. This has been hidden. God decided to open it. Who created all things by Jesus Christ? I want to ask a question here. Why did God create all things by Christ? If I allow you, you might not be able to answer it within time. The book of Colossians said that the plan and purpose that is in the heart of God is that in the dispensation of the end of time, that he will sum all things up in Christ. It is only possible to sum things up in Christ if all things were made by Christ. So, the, and initially I thought, because there are some new age knowledge and teachings that is saying many things. They say everything is Christ, born again or not. That's not how it works. The best way I can explain to you what is happening here is you are an engineering student at least 400 level. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. Where is Caleb? Monsonago. Run, 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 run. Come, come, come. I want to use you and do example. At least I'm sure you are an engineering student. Is it not true? Uh-huh. You know electromagnetic field. If we create an electromagnetic field here now, huh? and then we put metal objects around, what will happen to those metal objects? In, in the presence of electromagnetic field, it creates an ambience that makes those metals to connect together. So the field actually creates a force. So it becomes a force field, and the force field creates an attraction. So the attraction makes the metals to come to the field that should be created, which is the force. There are three things. First field, the electromagnetic activity will create an ambience. That ambience is called a first field. And that first field will create an attraction, right? And that attraction will make those metals to come together. Even if the metal is close to this thing, it doesn't matter. As long as you are creating a force field in the center. Jesus is in the center of everything. If Jesus is not in the center, you, have, you can't create a force field. You can go. Is it not somebody that sang a song? At the center of it all is you that I see. Is you that I see. At the center of it all, is you that I see. 
It is you that I see. My target is not to sing that song. My target is to show you there is a first field, and that first field is Christ. And when that first field, we, the revelation of Christ will increase in the last days. And the purpose of that increase in the knowledge of Christ is that the first field will become stronger. So that everything that is of Christ and everything that is Christ in you will be gathered up. Are you seeing it? So when Jesus begins to call for what he sees in you, everything that you are in the flesh will be left behind. Huh? And I found out that before you enter to the first field, there is a cross. Many people are not seeing it. They will see Christ calling, Jesus calling, with his love, with his embrace, with everything. He said, I love you. I love you, my daughter. Do you love me? You will say yes. And the sister will be crying, crying for two days. And um, when, you, Jesus, when you now agree that he loves you and you love him, he will now say, give me three days fast. Because that love, when you start, you will know the Holy Ghost is wooing you. He's calling you to come. Huh? When he woos you and you come, when you come to that place, you realize that it's beyond the wooing. That before you can touch the object of your affection, you have to pass through the cross. Because everything that is not of God has to die. And it is better he dies now. Especially if God will take you to ministry. If he doesn't die early, every man must come to Kadash Baniya. And it is better we go to Kadash ourselves. Come to the cross and die by the help of the Holy Ghost. If not, a day will come, we appear at Kadash Baniya. And that day is called the day of God. When we appear at Kadash, everything we built with that is not Christ will be judged. The mighty prophetess called Miriam, she was building. She didn't know she wasn't building with Christ. Many things were still there until she appeared at Kadash Baniya. And there God released the judgment. Not on Miriam the person, but on everything that she was building with that is not Christ. All the things that Moses retained in his person, that mighty man of God, he appeared at Kadash Baniya. The same thing began to occur. They put hand on it. Put hand on it. Moses was trying to wriggle. He said, can I just see it? Can I just touch it? He said, Kadash. Somebody said after me, Kadash. It's the day of God. Huh? We'll be telling some people that, he will say, some, people, some young men will say, it's smooshing sin. They, you know, before I did not know what smooshing means. Smooshing. I said smooshing. I thought it was a good thing. Until I checked. Or oh, God called it by his name. One corner. You are kissing the person. Does the mother know? Does the father know? Something you cannot even do before them. You are doing it before God and say there is the day of God is coming. And you are a man of God. When you finish, you come anointing with flow. Kadash is coming. The reason why God called, called us is to raise a banner. A banner of a new season. That there are many things God will not allow now. He has allowed it before. But now he's looking for a pure breed. A witness to a dying world. Too much corruption in Nigeria. And a sign that God has appeared is not miracles. It's not signs and wonders. It's a righteous generation that will raise a banner for God. They will rather die than fall down for Babylon.
Let me see the next verse. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose. Satan me eternal purpose. All I wanted to say here is to show you the eternal purpose. When we say eternal purpose, Stephen, what does it mean? Does it mean it is from earth? When did this start? Did this start when Adam was created? Huh? When we say eternal, when did this start? Because many people appear on the face of the earth. They are living as if God started on their day. You don't know the one we are talking about is El Shaddai. Huh? We don't know his beginning. We don't know his end. Have you given God a name and you called him the beginning and the end? How many of you have given God that name? That name is wrong. Because we don't know the beginning. We don't know them. We are just giving it as mortals. Because there is no way we can explain the fact that something doesn't have beginning. It doesn't have end. Have you heard of Alpha and Omega? There is nothing like Alpha and Omega. It's Alpha Omega. There is no joining. It's an infinite dimension of eternal expression of a personality. We just found ourselves within an arc of his existence. And then we take, took our tangent. And the purpose of our tangent is to achieve the purpose that is in our heart. In his heart. Listen to me. Eternally. If you are with me, say Amen. I want to say something now. Eternally, there is a purpose in the heart of God. Do you know it? Why? Why are you here now if you don't know? Anyway, if you don't know, I will help you. Because, you know, people have accused me. They say the way you people are praying, that there is a way God called us to pray. You know, all of them are praying. That's why you are like this. And then you want... That way you are praying, you want God to kill himself for you. Oh, ye that darken cancer. Where did I put the pillars of the earth? That's the question of God. Huh? Can you put hook to the nose of Leviathan and draw him back to his cage? You don't know anything. You don't know the ordinances that shape the heavens. So when God keeps us on our knees and tells us to groan for 24 hours, it is not about what we want to be done. It's about the fact that there is a purpose that is trapped in his heart. Huh? I cannot darken cancer. My eyes need to open. And even in the days that I don't know what he was saying, I will still obey. Prayer is not for me to get anything in God. Prayer is for me to achieve the purpose that is in the heart of God. There is an eternal purpose. And I found out that priesthood by prayer and groaning is the only way it can be achieved. You see, let me tell you. We need to reorient ourselves to gain alignment to what God wants to do. What people are after is ministry. Ministry is not the eternal purpose in the heart of God. It is just a vehicle. So even when I'm talking and teaching many things, what everybody, many people are thinking of is how to make their ministry better. Maybe there is a new anointing that this young man has or this apostolic people. What they want is a new anointing. Maybe what they want is the crowd. Maybe what they want... Is... <laughs> that kind of person has missed the emphasis. His motive is not correct. His alignment in the heart is not correct. 
that kind of person can join us and do what we are doing, but we never touch the grace of the season. Because it is not about us. It is not even about our ministry. It's about the eternal purpose that is in the heart of God. That he has defeat that in the dispensation, such as we have found ourselves, that the way that he can funnel it to men is to bring us to the truths of Javel until revival comes. There is an eternal purpose that is in the heart of God. And that eternal purpose is to bring government by sonship. What did I say? To bring what? I didn't hear you. To do what? Bring government by sonship. So God wanted to sit like this and look at things. And he is the one governing it. And his government is by sonship. I did not just say son, I said sonship. Because we are going to pray. That is why, if you go to the book of Jude, Jude, I just want to say some things. I have a burden to deliver to you. I have a lecture. I want to show you the five demands of sonship. Five. One of them, show me Jude. Jude chapter 1. As I close here, Jude chapter 1. Verse 5. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed, believed not. This is a big matter. If I touch it, some people that follow some people will not be happy. But I'm not here to cause trouble today. Today now is to bring you into something. I don't want to be distracted. I will show me six. Six, six, six. And the angels, watch, watch, watch. And the angels which kept not their first estate. If you have another translation, I want you to read this place. I want, to, I want us to see another word for this estate. Who has another translation? Somebody there that is close to the mic. Read it for me. Quickly. Verse 6. Quickly. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain. Watch. The angels that... Be, is enough. The angels that did not keep their what? Proper domain. Are you seeing something now? That even from eternity, God is setting some things in motion. And it is by the instrumentality of these personalities that he has set in certain places that he brings his government to bear. The problem is that these people that did not keep their own domain, the scripture says, he had reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. It will mean something. Huh? That if God achieves his purposes by releasing his government through sonship, it will mean that the fundamental demand eh, of that sonship through which God has intended to achieve his purposes is order. Suffer me order. I didn't hear you. Suffer me order. That's why every true apostolic grace is obsessed with order. It's a matter of fact. Anytime Paul appears in any church that God has given him authority over, 
the first thing he begins to do is to set things in order. If he's not the one doing it, he will send people to do what? Set things in order. Because for other people, they will come there, they will not see anything wrong. Eh? But when another person comes, he will see something wrong. Because it is not because he wants to see something wrong. You are angry. You are just angry for your own sake. It is the government of God that is seeking to bring God as so that the purposes of God can find flawless uh, execution. That is working through that man. And it is that governmental dimension of the oppression of the office of the Christ that is manifested in certain men as an office called the apostolic. Meanwhile, watch. That order is so paramount to God that when you disalign yourself, you will not know the implication of your disalignment many times until five years. Let me give you an example. When God tells a young lady, wake up in the night and pray for one hour. How many of you, you have heard that before? Wake up and pray for one hour. Wake up and pray for one hour. Did you do it? Huh? You did it once. Huh. The person that told you, did he tell you once? But you did it once. You will not know the impact of that thing. You felt it's normal. Many a times, you will not see the impact immediately until five years along the line. Huh? A tragedy might strike your life that you will not be able to survive. God is building something. The, his purpose trapped in a generation can be within your bowels. And he needed you to pray for two hours every night for five years. But you can't see the reason. And because you have not quickly manifested after doing it for three years, you will say, why are we praying? My ministry have not manifested. Until the day you arise in the fifth year, and then you tell men that you stood before God in faithfulness for two hours, every night, for one full year. And people will ask, is it possible? There are certain things I will tell people that God has done through me by His grace. And they will say, is it possible? Me, I used to say it casually. I, when, I hope those guys are not listening to me. When I came to orientation camp, they were doing us interview to bring us in as uh, NCCF state executives. I was the state prayer sector. So they were interviewing me and asking me questions about my prayer life, all those things, study life, fasting. When they asked me, I did not know. I thought it was normal. One of the men asked me, I said, Say, how much do you pray, study? He kept himself like a man of God like this. Like your study life. I said, well, I can do 20 hours sometimes. The man almost fell from his seat. He sat well. He was sitting like this before. He now sat like this. He said, 20, 20 minutes. I said, 20 hours, you know. I just study for... Meanwhile, I've done more than that 20 hours. I just said, let me use that one. There was a, a five-month strike we had in UNN before I left school. When the day breaks, I don't know when day breaks and when day has not broken. I will study Bible till revelation become too much. I will be jumping on my table. I'm talking about 2013, 2014. I will be jumping on my table like this. Revelation is too much. Of course, God did not allow me to say those revelations until six to seven years later what are you saying if you go and check some of the things you said three years ago you will find out you are a fool 
you will say, who told me to write this thing on Facebook? Some of you, your memory will appear on Facebook, you delete it. You have been a fool for long. So when God keeps you on that state, you don't know as much as you think you should know. I told him 20 hours. The man should. Do you know that man did not like me till I finished? I was trying to like him, trying to like him, but he did not like me. What is my problem? I told him I studied for 20 hours. May your generation be challenged by your life of righteousness. Those days, I, I call men. I tell them, if I'm praying, don't pray. Don't pray. Just watch me pray. Huh? We can do it here. I will not call prayer points. I will just sit here. And I will be praying. And I will be praying. It's only a matter of time. Just say, I'm tired. I cannot pray. I don't want to pray. Ooh. All you need to do is to be hearing my voice. My tongues. And the bamboo. I will not end like this. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> 
Channels of my spirit, open up. I am with the Father. Open up. No boundaries, no limits. Open up. Let it call on to deep. Open up. Swai, patato, kao, 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 kao. Open, open, deeper, 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 deeper. On top wells, on top wells. Ah, oh, only see you in the spirit you will manifest today wells break forth rivers flow Yes, yes, a quamboa, I hold the horns of the altar, I will not let go, a quamboa, my neighbor can go, I will not, I will not, I will not, I will not,
Let him call unto thee. Open up. Sound else of my spirit. I am with the Father. Open up. No boundaries, no limits. Open up. Where you stopped is where you want to stop. Channels of my spirit. I am with the Father. No boundaries, no limits. Let him call on to thee. Channels of my spirit. I am with the Father. No boundaries, no limits. what God we have to do is to change the channel of conveyance that has been bringing realities into your place. He will have to change it from an open channel to a closed channel. A pipe system. The roughness factor will be too minimal. There is so much dissipation of energy. Before it gets to your point, then the energy that has trapped inside that which is coming into you would have been dissipated. God will change your channel. He will give you a closed system, something that has the capacity to move with the pressure and the speed. The pressure, the velocity, that when it impacts into your life and then flows into your generation, everybody will be aware that something has entered you. Some of you, it's not because nothing is coming, but you are, what you are using is, a closed, is an open channel. There is so much loss of energy. Things will come and then it will just evaporate. It will just escape. This time around it can be trapped. 
Jesus. Oh, 